0: Why is everyone
1: so excited about Huberdeau? Great player, but an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. Kachuk was on the books for two years, wasn't he? So if you want to know what's a win, Kachuk didn't want to be here, so frankly unloading him for a bag of spoons would be a win if you don't want to be here. And Hubie does. I think they're pretty excited that Jonathan Huberdeau wants to be a Calgary Flame. The last two big-name guys
2: didn't. This is the Rod Peterson Show.
1: Mmm, it absolutely is. Uh, Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. It is episode number 807 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. We're coming to you live from the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. It is the Tuesday of our final week of our 17-week residency here at Calgary's Entertainment Destination. And today is going to be a very, very, very busy show, a groundbreaking show in a lot of ways. We have a special guest coming up, plus we've got... uh, other special people, Florida Panthers uh, television analyst Bill Lindsay's is going to be joining us from Sunrise, Florida. From Flames TV, Brendan Parker. From the athletic Las Vegas, Jesse Granger. He covers both the Golden Knights and uh, the Raiders. So it's busy. And let's bring in the Moose right now. We've got a long ways yeah, to go in a short hair. time to get there. I'll just, great hair. I'll just uh, say, Moose, how you doing today, man? How's your last 22 hours
3: been? It's awesome. Having a great morning, and uh, looking forward to a great show today.
1: All right, good to hear. Okay, Director Jordan, can you hit the Quick Six Show Horn, please? Because we're going to get down, get down to business, as we say. It's my Quick Six top six show topics. Maybe not for everybody. They're going to throw you a little curveball here, Moose. Number one for me, it's Christmas in a lot of ways, in that USA Today has come out with their projections for records of all 32 NFL teams, plus the standings of all divisions in the National Football League. I can't wait for this. And over the years, they've been pretty accurate. So if you want to know how your team's going to do in the NFL season, ask me, because I know. And I didn't have enough time to go through every division and every you know paragraph breakdown, but they did it at usatoday.com, and I realized that's why when I get so mad, when I'm that, old men yelling at clouds for their tabloid trash journalism, and I'm threatened to cancel my subscription. This is why I don't. On that July 26th, every summer when they send out their record projections, that's why I keep, because you've got to pay for this. And it's not that expensive, but it's, it's worth it, man. Don't you want to know how your Tennessee Titans are going to do, Moose? Are you ready for it?
3: <laughs> I don't know if are I am, ready? man. I'm nervous. I'm, I'm nervous.
1: Well, and I wonder if you will agree. I mean, my Dallas Cowboys they got us 10 and 7 second place in the NFC East behind the Philadelphia Eagles and I don't think I probably agree with that but that's whatever. How I'll take that? 10 and 7 in the playoffs. They've got your Titans at 8 and 9 and second place in your division which is what the AFC North, right? South,
3: AFC South. South.
1: South, AFC North, right? AFC, you got second place. You're, again, in a dreadful division, right, with the Jaguars and the Texans. And we're getting to the Colts. But how do you feel about the Titans at eight and nine?
3: I don't like it. I think they're going to be a better team than that. People always count out the Titans, and I don't know why that is. But they did lose A.J. Brown, so that's a big hole to fill. And they've got a really tough schedule. They are really tough schedule. So they got to go through that division of death with, which includes the Bengals. They got to go through them. They got to go through a lot of great teams. So yeah, it'll be a tough year, but I think they'll still be above 500.
1: Other teams. uh, I said last week that my dark horse team, my guides telling me Denver. All right. Clark says he's got it. Here's the graphic for every division. See Denver which I said was going to be the Dark Horse team. Where's that AFC West? Oh, top left. Last place at 8-9. and nine, The meat grinder of pro football divisions, the AFC West. So if, pick out your team on there. Clark's Falcons, they're better than they thought, you, than you <laughs> thought they'd be, Clark. Uh, you said 0-17. <laughs> they got 2-15 and 15 for the Falcons. And Director Jordan, who if you put a gun to his head, I don't think could name three NFL cities. It's just not his thing. He says he's going to take the Colts. Clark hung that on him, the Colts, which is in your division. Uh, hey, pretty good year to jump on the Colts bandwagon. Moose, 9 and 8. That's Jordan's team because he's more into the auto racing thing. And Clark said, Indy 500, Indianapolis Colts, it's a fit. See how much Bingo. fun? We could do this for two hours, by the way. It's, do you, uh, Moose as we bring him back in? How do you feel about that?
3: Oh. You know, the Indy's good. I mean, Matt Ryan, we'll see what he does at quarterback. We know he has shown in the past that he can be, you know, an MVP candidate type quarterback. He's not that anymore, but he's still good. Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. They had the bills at 15 and two bills, you know, odds on favor right now to win the Super Bowl coming back um, a team I'd look out for too. a dark horse team. And you won't like this in Dallas, but the Minnesota Vikings, you know, we've got a lot of Vikings fans around. Kirk Cousins has shown that he can be a really good quarterback. Well, now he's got a new coach with no pressure. The pressure is kind of off a little bit. Still has his weapons in the receiving core and Dalvin Cook in the backfield. Um, I think the Vikings will surprise people.
1: I couldn't disagree more, but that's what makes this fun.
3: And again, we could talk
1: about this for two hours, but uh, our NFL coverage today for Edo Japan, from hand-rolled sushi to bento box meals made with their famous teriyaki sauce, Edo Japan's menu has something for everyone. Debate amongst yourselves, and if you want to know how your team will do, ask me because I know. And if you want to make a call, I have a phone. Point two, a total of 12 Western Hockey League players will suit up for Canada at the 2022 Halinka gretzky Cup slated for July 31st to August 6th in Red Deer, Alberta. Hockey Canada announced the roster Monday afternoon. And here are your players whom I watched Friday afternoon at uh, Winsport. Brandon Wheat goalie, Carson Bjarnason. Remember, we interviewed him, Moose, you and I. Uh, Scott okay. Retzlaff, goalie for Seattle. From the Moose Jaw Warriors goalie Jackson Unger from your Saskatoon Blades. Is it Mollen Dyke or Molin Dick? Did we ever discern? Mollen
3: Dyke, what I believe.
1: More That's why I thought it was Molin Dyke. Yeah, of the Saskatoon yeah. Blades. From the Kelowna Rockets, Caden Price from the Spokane Chiefs, Sage Weinstein. From the Winnipeg Ice, our guy Zach Benson. We love We love our Zach Benson. Um, From the Kelowna Rockets, Andrew Crystal. From the Prince George Cougars, Riley Height, who for my money was the best player Friday at Winsport. Wasn't even close. Saskatoon kid. From the Regina Pats, God's team, Tanner Howe. From the Red Deer Rebels, Kalen Lind, which incidentally I saw his parents on the concourse. You know the Lind family. What are all the Cole and what? Kale, Kalen. I saw his parents, and I pointed him, him. I said, is he the last one, Kalen? Are you guys done? And he looked at his wife. He's like, we're done. Kind of funny. <laughs> uh, and from the Moose Jaw Warriors, Braden Yager. And I had one scout. I think he was sitting with me a year or two ago in the media room, and he goes, he's the next Nathan McKinnon. I brought that up. Brayden Yager, the Warriors, the next Nathan McKinnon. I brought that up to a scout on Friday. He's like, settle down. But still very good. Braden Yager, the Moose Jaw Warriors. So, I'll just roll this in. Watch the NHL stars of tomorrow in best-on-best best action at the 2022 Hadlinka Gretzky Cup in Red Deer, July 31st to August 6th. Purchase your tickets today. You can buy them at hockeycanada.ca. We're moving on for our Winnipeg viewers and friends, Pierre-Luc Dubois is strongly denying reports. He asked the Winnipeg Jets for a trade. The star forward spoke with reporters earlier this week after agreeing to a one-year $6 million qualifying offer with the Jets on Friday. The 24-year-old Dubois also says comments his agent made about him wanting to play in Montreal were blown way out of proportion. I can't say it enough. Nobody's listening to me, but that's fine. This is the season of fake news. You'd better be very, very, very careful who you're listening to and who you're trusting and putting your faith in. How do you feel about Dubois saying that? Do you believe him that those reports were all false?
3: No, I don't. I mean, I believe that maybe he didn't ask for a trade and he wants that to be out there, that he didn't ask for a trade. But you know what? If you want to go play in Montreal and that's your dream because that's – you know, the childhood team you grew up watching and you've always wanted to play for the historic franchise, that's that's okay, too. I, I think people would understand that if, if you were honest about it.
1: Okay, I just realized we have a poll question that we have not mentioned yet, and we should. It is who will have the most points this season of these three players. It's for Capital Automall, Capital Chev, and uh, Universal Collision. Those players are Matthew Kachuk of the Florida Panthers. Jonathan Huberdeau of the Flames or Johnny Gaudreau of the Columbus Blue Jackets. And I put three seconds of thought into it, and I'm going to say Matthew Kachuk, and here's why. Johnny Gaudreau is going to go to Columbus, and after the first month, people are going to forget about him. Everybody's going to be checking the score sheets to see how he does, but he's in Columbus where it's going to take a search-and-rescue team to find him, those games, right? Here in Calgary, Huberdeau will do okay, and he's going to be on a line with Lindholm and whoever else they throw. But in Florida... They're going to want to prop Matthew Kachuk up and give him the chance for all the success they can to prove that they won this trade. He's going to be on whoever they decide to put on his line, maybe Barkov. For sure, he's going to be on the power play. They don't have anybody left. Hoobie's gone. Giroux's gone. So, but Kachuk will be set up with the best chance to have success of those three players. Now, I know Goudreau's going to be with line A. I get all that, but it's Columbus. Nobody cares about them. It will be. Chucky in Florida. What do you think?
3: I think Goodrill, And just for the reason you mentioned, because he will play with Patrick Liney. I think if they play together, it could be very dangerous. And if, and if he doesn't want the pressure and he's going to fly under the radar, then it's an opportunity to just go about his business and have another hundred plus point season. So I think there's an opportunity there for Johnny.
1: Uh, Our NHL coverage is for Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information, and more at broncoplumbing.com. Point four, one of the more... Appetizing matchups of Week Eight in the CFL regular season takes place Saturday here in Calgary, where the four and one Stampeders host the seven and O defending Great Cup champion Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, Jock Wilson from the Stampeders broadcast crew is going to be with us down here, Grey Eagle, later on this week to tee up that game. The schedule kicks off Thursday with the two and four Montreal Alouettes playing the one and five Tiger Cats in Hamilton. And I took the liberty, Moose, of writing down the other games: uh, WestJet. Nathan Rourke and the BC Lions are at Sask on Friday night. Rider fans can debate amongst themselves who should start. There's a column on our website right now, rodpeterson.com, by Brendan McGuire. He says Mason Fine should start for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders on Friday, not Dolagala. I think Dolagala should start. Why not? He was good enough on Sunday. Uh, And then the other game is Ottawa at Toronto, which appears to be a friends and family game. Only friends and family care. That's the also ran of the week. Eight games. Uh, point five. Two major league soccer clubs currently below the playoff bar will meet tonight at BC Place in Vancouver. And Whitecaps coach Vanny Sartini calls the clash against Toronto FC one of his team's most important games in years. At stake is the Voyagers Cup. And Canadian Championship bragging rights. Did you know this, Darren? Toronto and Vancouver will play tonight for the Canadian Championship. Toronto enters the game 13th in the MLS East. Toronto is 10th in the West. So you could aptly call us the toilet bowl for Bronco Plumbing, heating, and cooling. Uh, Point six, the Toronto Blue Jays will be looking to stretch their win streak to seven games tonight when they host the St. Louis Cardinals. In the first of two games, they'll play at Rogers Center this week. Righty Jose Barrios will pitch for Toronto, while right-hander Andre Palant will be on the hill for St. Louis. The Cardinals will play without first baseman Paul Goldschmidt and third baseman Nolan Arenado, who don't have their COVID-19 vaccinations and aren't allowed to enter Canada. I have barely had TSN on this week since Sunday night's Ryder game. Are they making a big deal out of it on the Canadian networks? I haven't noticed about these two Cardinals, not vaxxed, can't play.
3: Not a lot. You see it a little bit, and I've seen it a little bit too, you know, throwing my my social media feeds and things like that. But overall, no. I think, you know, we know what the rules are now. We know what the guidelines are. And, you know, I think largely we've accepted – people's you know right to choose what they want to do right but we also need to accept and I think we have for the most part that if you make certain choices then you're going to lose out on certain opportunities and I think we're all okay with that now or we at least we should be at this point you want to get vaxxed great you don't want to get vaxxed that's also great but now you're not going to come to Toronto to play ball
1: well I go back to this thing about the media And the media in Winnipeg, I mean, I've been in the business 30 plus years. I get what the media is doing. I'm sure at times I've twisted words or meanings to get headlines and eyeball. I can't remember the last time that I have, but I get where the media is coming from. And on this vax thing with the Major League Baseball players, it's the low hanging fruit. Let's be honest, a lot of the media is lazy. That's a fact. It's an easy story sitting right there that these two Cardinals players aren't playing with their team. Now, who was it that came through? Was it the Royals and half their team was missing? And uh, the media came out and and said, oh, the all-star catcher, he's hurting his team because he's not getting vaccinated. That's the media running away. with. That's like a USA Today narrative and why I almost canceled my subscription to that. Because they're just trying to make a story out of something. You would think a left-wing publication that's so inclusive and compassionate would understand people's right to choose and to choice. But that's why I ask if um, you'd seen any more. Because I haven't seen a whole lot on this Cardinals thing. But I saw a lot on the Royals. In the minute we have left, anything? I don't even know if you're coming back on today, Moose. So make it good. What do you got?
3: (laughs) Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Enjoy the afternoon. Uh, It's going to be an awesome day. And I can't wait to watch the rest of the show.
1: All right. Appreciate you. Bill Lindsay, the Florida Panthers, Brendan Parker, the Flames, and Jesse Granger of The Athletic Las Vegas coming up on the program. And our special guest right after this break, you're watching live from Gray Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus Television. We're also live streaming on YouTube. And you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. RP Show brought to you in part by Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions, specializing in improving your company's performance and bottom line through supply chain management services. It's our final week in Calgary. We are heading on up to Edmonton next month for the World Junior Hockey Championship. And don't adjust your sets. We have a new face, a brand new person on the RP Show, but it's uh, should... A lot of our longtime sports fans will know Serena Taylor joining us as a hockey analyst. She's going to be World Juniors analyst and more than first thing I should say, the first female to broadcast a major junior hockey game in Canada. She also broadcasts in the Canadian Football League, and she finds her way down to the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. Welcome to the RP Show. Thank you. Long time friend of mine.
0: 807 shows. I finally, <laughs> I finally 807.
1: On. She finally made it. Look, before we get into the hockey talk, because that's why she's here, and you're going to love her but you had the stones to walk into a facility in Calgary wearing that. How'd that go over? I, That's an Oilers jersey for those listening and can't see.
0: I, I obviously had several comments as, as I was expecting, but if we wouldn't have won in five games, I wouldn't, probably wouldn't wear this, but I mean, I don't know. It's just <laughs> what, it's what I wear every day. I specifically on my trip here packed all of my Oilers stuff, my Oilers headbands, everything so that I could wear them in Calgary with a purpose it's like gang colors up here though like living in florida yeah
1: yeah. i didn't mention that she's uh here from florida in calgary and stirring things up as an order fan but i do have to say that largely positive response
0: positive strong word nice i haven't been physically removed from anything yet
1: Let's okay. just say that. That's a start, but the day ain't over yet. But so, I wouldn't
0: blame them. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I get it.
1: So, as we say, well, you know what? First ever female to broadcast major junior hockey. Before we get into the NHL topics of the day and the poll question, because I know you have thoughts on that. Um, what about that major junior experience?
0: Wow. Well, the only reason I was doing it is because you were elsewhere. So Roddy and I used to work together and we needed somebody to do hockey play-by-play for the Pats. And Rod's like, hey, got this person that can do it. I'm like, well, here we go. So whenever Rod was on the road doing football, I would go do games, different places. Uh, It was great. I saw some amazing stuff and uh, set me up for a lot of cool experiences.
1: Yeah, but it was almost 20 years ago. Like you want to talk about Trailblazer. It was a It was a pretty big deal at the time, but not as big a deal as they're making it out now for female announcers.
0: You know, the best advice I was ever given was from Jody Vance. And she said, don't ever play the female card. And I've always remembered that. And now, maybe unpopular opinion, I don't like the female card. I like people getting there because of their talent. And so there's a little bit of both. It's just the way the world is these days.
1: She's the best, but you all know that we don't bring on Rudy Poos, so prepare <laughs> to be entertained. Uh, Jason in Red Deer writes that he says, I do the same thing when I go to Edmonton. When I go to Edmonton, Serena, I wear all my flames and stamps gear. I feel like Edmonton would be far less hospitable to Oh, flames uh, fans a
0: hundred percent yeah well yes but i was actually offered by uh roger here in the gray eagle was offered to buy me a new shirt from the gift shop i politely declined in so many words that i can't really say on the air today but i that's how it should be you know like i said rod and i we haven't talked much about me living in florida but it's a completely different vibe down there complete i could wear this shirt not one person would make a comment and not one person would probably be wearing another team's logo. Maybe not from the some NHL, stuff. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just different.
1: So uh, let's jump into it. Uh, and by the way, coming up, Bill Lindsay from the Panthers, Brendan Parker of the Flames will be here at the Gray Eagle, and Jesse Granger of uh, at the Athletic Las Vegas next hour. The poll question is, and I know you've been dying to talk about this, <laughs> not this poll question specifically, but the trade. Who will have the most points this season out of the three that were, of all switched teams? Johnny Gaudreau with Columbus, Matthew Kachuk now with Florida, Johnny Huberdeau with the Calgary Flames. I've said Kachuk. You don't agree.
0: So I personally feel like Huberto is going to get the most points. And the reason I say that is because I feel like Kachuk is not a goal scorer's goal scorer. He can put the puck in the net but i don't really feel like he's a huberto type of guy mm-hmm. Huberto scored a lot of points in spite of who was around him but i think chuck got a lot of points because of who was around him i well i don't know i don't think goudreau is really i mean you never know but you never know these guys are all playing in different environments so one of two things is going to happen they're either going to bring themselves up to another level or things are going to change and on a total side note, I don't know if you saw what Kachuk said this morning in his press conference. So he was telling everybody in Florida that he used to, he really hates Edmonton, but now he hates Tampa even more because he has to. And I'm like, that's not how we roll in Canada. We just hate because we hate. <laughs> but but he get like he's starting to understand it. So who knows what's going to happen there? They're missing a lot of guys that are going to help put the puck in the net. Barkoff as their captain. He's a strong player, but I think that's why Huberto got a lot. Of, Huber, Barkoff did a lot of work, and Huberto put the puck in the net. I don't see the same connection if Kachuk plays with, Huber, if with uh, Barkoff.
1: Well, <clears throat> we'll see. I saw the reaction to what Kachuk said about hating Tampa Bay, and I also saw the fans' reaction. And I can't remember if it was Panthers or Lightning fans, but they're like, we can't wait to see this guy in a fight. And I'm yeah. like, ah, you're going to be waiting a long time for that. And I'm not an Oiler fan. But Zach Cassian or Matt Cassian, which Cassian? Zach, Zach, Zach. Cassian. Uh, that was the last fight of Kachuk's, maybe ever.
0: When he turtled. Yeah. You call that a fight?
1: Well, they dropped How the gloves. Hey. So
0: yeah. Well, <clears throat> all five Florida fans are probably gonna be in a, for a shock because they really don't know who he is. Living in Florida, you don't watch the Canadian teams. You know, back in Dodge City, thirteen-year-old Blake Dodge, big Tampa Bay Lightning fan. He's like, I, he said it to me multiple times. I underestimated how fast Colorado was. And it, to be fair to him, he's 13. He can't stay up till 11 o'clock at night watching those games. And I'm like, yeah, I told you, I told everybody, and I'm going to say this again. I was the only person that picked Colorado to win that series. Nobody else did. Everybody said Tampa. And I was like, listen, I watched them pretty much own my Oilers. Colorado was just dominant. Nobody could beat Colorado this year. No way.
1: Uh, Tammy writes in, good morning, Rod and Serena.
0: What's up, Tammy? What's
1: going you know, on? Tammy.
0: Do I know Tammy? Oh, our yes, Tammy! You, the Tammy! Oh, Tammy's our hostess at the uh, Airbnb that we're staying yeah. at. Yeah,
1: Jennifer from the Four Seasons love that shirt from Jennifer at the yeah. Four Seasons with the others. Thank
0: you. Thank you, Jennifer.
1: Um, so, you know, again this city's on fire with the trade and the only thing that's going to put that fire out is dropping the puck and playing in the fall. There'll be a lot of time talking about this, but we will be in Edmonton next month for the World Junior Hockey Championship broadcasting live from Rogers Place and of course we're awarding a pair of tickets. We might as well say it right now. Text World Juniors and all caps right now to the number that you will see on the screen 902-518-3033. Sorry to throw a curveball at you guys. World Juniors all caps 902-518-3033 and uh, August 9th to the 20th is the tournament. Every Friday, we're awarding two pairs of tickets to the games of your choice if you're lucky enough to win. And there's been some interesting matchups. The majority have picked Canada-Finland. If you had a chance to pick a game of your choice, which you'll be seeing all the games, but what would be the one game?
0: Probably Canada-Finland. and Yeah, I would say. I always like watching the Finns play, for sure.
1: Well, it should be interesting. uh, The World Junior Hockey Championships are calling it the Summer of Hockey. And they'd like to fill Rogers' place for the World Juniors. They'd like to fill the Centurion and Red Deer for the uh, ivan Halinka gretzky tournament. What kind of crowds do you think they'll get in the summertime?
0: I I think it'll be busy. I think everybody's pretty eager to get back to it. Absolutely. And we miss the Juniors at Christmas, so I think so.
1: Yeah. When I'm kind of – listen, I'm a a one-day-at-a-time guy. Oh, and Tammy, by the way, says, the Flames will have a great season with their new players. I believe – well, we can get back on that NHL track in a second because this town did did a hairpin turn once the return for Kachuk was announced, for sure. But with regards to Russia not coming to the World Juniors and last year's tournament being canceled in the middle of it in Edmonton, it would be dreadful for these players if for any reason there wasn't a tournament. And, and I know the, the rumor is out there and so forth, but I, I can't see that happening. I, it's It's Alberta. I can see people traveling to watch hockey in August, especially in the finest hockey facility on the planet. Absolutely,
0: People will come, for sure. Um, so
1: back to these Calgary Flames, because that's what they want to talk about. And by the way, the text line is open. 902-518-3033. Jennifer in the fourth season says, I took my holidays a week too early. I'm in Edmonton next week. Well, I'll point that out again. The tickets start at just $40 each. At HockeyCanada.ca, so they are reasonably priced. Um, as an Oilers fan, that she is, and she wanted us to put it on the screen at some point. We will. Oilers fan, you're not afraid <laughs> it's, to it's say it's already that. on the screen. <laughs> it's been on, yeah, yeah, not written as much. But Oilers fans, because we don't talk about the Oilers probably enough here on this show. Part of it is because we are residing in Calgary at the Grey Eagle. But I got to think this offseason, they're sitting back with their feet up. The fans. Maybe not so much the team, but enjoying what they're seeing down highway too.
0: I think, listen, as much as I am obviously not a Flames fan, I don't want to see anything bad happen. And you always say that the Oilers fans are chortling at the Flames fans. Probably a little bit, yeah. Um, but I think with the Oilers, I think we're so, we feel a little bit more relaxed because we finally had a good postseason. We finally have a team that is that has proven their worth, And I think that's where a little bit more of the relaxation comes in. Obviously, I would not want to be in the situation that the Flames are in. It's not fun for everybody, but it, it's going to work out down the road. Cal- Calgary has cap space left. They're not done. Somebody's going to come along that makes them even stronger. And I mean... Mackenzie Weger is, in my opinion, the most underrated player in this whole trade because being in Florida, the fans love Weger, and I know the fans here in Calgary are going to absolutely love him. Obviously, Huberto speaks for himself, but Weger is just going to be so good here.
1: Well, I know that you love the debate of who's the best player in the trade. That seemed like that was a new adage to you. It was new to me when I heard Jeff O'Neill say it. The team that gets the best player wins the trade. That's not an easy slam dunk in this Kachuk Huberdeau trade.
0: I can't agree or disagree with that statement because it's going to depend Huberdeau. We actually talked about this before the trade. I said to Rod, "Who would you if you were if you were Calgary, who would you trade Kachuk for?" And I actually brought up Huberdeau, and we were like, "Well, they're two totally different players and is Huberdeau, he's not even on the market." And that's when it always happens. <laughs> so, I don't disagree with that statement. It's quite it's he's absolutely right. It's factual. But this one's going to be one of those ones where Uyghur's going to come up, and then they've got a good draft pick involved, and I think it's going to be a great deal for Calgary.
1: Yeah, and I'm just not quite done. In a few moments, we'll be bringing on uh, from the Florida Panthers TV broadcast, Bill Lindsay. The Bar Flies watching on YouTube writes in in the chat, Huberto's bound for the Habs. Why does management put the fans through this? I don't believe he's bound for the Habs. He's already talking about signing long-term in Calgary. I mean, again, that goes back to the fake news of the offseason, which I loathe.
0: You know, everybody obviously has their opinions about stuff like that. It sounds like, well, guys always want to go closer to home or they want to do whatever. And it sounds like it makes sense. But there's also, from a player standpoint, like you used the term yesterday, lip service. Huberto's saying that to endear himself to the fans. Weger said the same Mm -hmm. thing. That's what they have to say. Who's going to come here and say, I don't really want to play here for very long. I want to go to Montreal. I do believe, though, they do want to play here. Going from playing in a market in Florida to playing in Calgary, two completely different things, and there's no way that they're not excited about that as individuals.
1: Lastly, for those watching in Oil Country and the Loiter's fans around the world, you are proof positive that if you don't give up on your team, you will eventually be rewarded, and I feel like this spring was proof of that.
0: Yes. I Obviously, we would have went for it, but winning and beating calgary was absolutely incredible it just was worth it just worth the stress
1: uh you saying you saw the orders going to the conference final coming you saw that
0: i saw them beating calgary so when they got there i mean technically we should have won the first series anyway and i was another one of the only people that believe we could actually beat calgary but yeah I i didn't look at it like that i just broke it down series by series all right well they made it to the final four
1: And uh, we already can't wait for puck
0: drop in the fall.
1: Serena, thanks for coming on. We'll see you next hour. Thanks. Bill Lindsay of the Florida Panthers television broadcast joins us next for a little more on what we'll call the Kachuk trade here in Calgary. We call it the Huberdo trade. You're watching live from the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. You're watching on the Game Plus television network and also 24-hour live streaming sports radio, streaming now at rodpeterson.com.
2: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
1: Back live in Cowtown, uh, a reminder, there are 14 taco times in the Calgary area, over 120 across the country, and it's... Taco Tuesday, $2 tacos all day and night. Your biggest question will be hard, hard shell or soft shell, beef or veggie. All right, I want to get the other side. We all want to get the other side, the Florida side of the kachuk Huberdo uyghur deal. Cole Schwentz, too. And for that, we bring in not only from the Florida Panthers television broadcast, but also NHL Network, the great Bill
4: Lindsay. How you doing, Billy? Good, Rod. How are you doing this afternoon?
1: Uh, Fantastic. Great to see you. Great to be talking hockey in July. And I got a couple special questions cooked up for you, Bill. But first of all, when you heard this trade Friday night and the pieces going back to Calgary, what was your reaction?
4: A little bit of surprise, but once Kachuk came on to the market and Florida was one of the destinations, I knew there would be interest on the part of the Panthers. Bill Zito, very aggressive, and Huberto coming in wanting an extension if they wanted to stay there, was going to come in around that good drill mark, around $9.8 million, between nine point five ten million million, $10 million. 29 years old, and Mackenzie Wigger's going to command a lot. They don't have the money for both those players. And what was missing, and a big part of this to me was the playoffs and what happened in the playoffs, Huberto with the tremendous regular season. But in the playoffs didn't translate to the success that they needed. And all of a sudden, Kachuk at 24 years old, very aggressive, tons of personality, leadership in the locker room, to to sign and commit to a long-term deal. Bozito was something that uh, felt more comfortable, I think, I believe salary cap-wise, going out and giving a player like Kachuk a long-term extension at the age of 24 than he would Huberto at the age of 29. To me, the surprising part of it, going back, is – also, Weger going back in part of the deal. So Brad Tree living in Calgary, you got to give him a lot of credit. If you looked on the outside and you said, okay, Huberto, Cole Schwint and a protected first-round pick for Kachuk, many people would say, okay, that's, that's a fair enough deal on, just on that end of it. But also to throw in McKenzie Weger, Brad Tree living got a lot out of this deal. And they get two good valuable pieces going back. Mackenzie Weger, even though there's nothing coming back for him other than the Kachuk and being part of this trade, it does free up some salary cap for the Panthers moving forward and what they want to decide and try and kill that hole on defense. But if this Panther team, they're still searching, want to remain in that Stanley Cup window for a while, bringing Kachuk on board and having that just more – Outgoing personality is something that was very valuable to Bill Zito and the Panther franchise.
1: Billy, uh, humanize this for me, if you will, because one of our viewers, Tammy, has written in and she said, I think Kachuk will miss the rabid fan base of Calgary now in Florida. You played around the NHL, you played in various markets, and shoot, you stayed in South Florida. So there's something about it that you like. How big of a culture shock will it be for Chucky to go from Hockey Mad Calgary to not Hockey Mad South Florida?
4: It was Hockey Mad when I started in South Florida. First few years there, it was unbelievable. And I got traded to Calgary. I went from – I did the Huberto route. I went to Calgary, and I know what it's like to to, to get thrust into that market. But when you come down to South Florida, we – disembowed our fans for 20 years with all kinds of losing. And it really hurt the brand. It just kind of discouraged. And South Florida's market where you have to win. So Kachuk coming down. But last year, towards the end of the year, with the team being in the playoffs last year, again this year, set up to be in the playoffs for the next four or five years. There's going to be fans in the building. And there's a great rivalry between Tampa Bay. Kachuk alluded to it in his in his meeting with the, the media. So coming back to Culture Shock, it's it's different I'll, I'll, that much, but there's a, there's a difference too when you're going out there. <laughs> the, it's, Calgary is, uh, I grew up in British Columbia, so uh, it was good to go back home for me, but the winters in South Florida are nice. You, it's, it's enjoyable. And uh, a lot of these players come down there, they get a house on the intercoastal, they're living on the waterway they can go boating in the afternoon they can play golf in the afternoon uh concentrate on the hockey and then the fan base once it does get up and they're winning there is going to be people in the building so it's just a it it's just a total polar opposite i guess of of yeah hockey media frenzy like calgary but to say that he's going to miss it he'll miss some parts of calgary just like i miss some parts <laughs> uh I, I like there's good and bad in both parts and that's just the way this hockey world works so some of the bad is going to be missed uh i mean some of that that hockey media is going to be missed by kachuk but there are some positives moving down to florida that i believe that he will like very much
1: yeah well he sounds very excited to be getting down there for all the reasons that you just said so here's one of these special questions i said i had for you every intermission billy you come down out of the radio booth and you visit with this old guy that's about five seats from me in the press box. You just stand there and talk. <laughs> who is that guy? You know what I'm talking about?
4: Uh, five seats down always the press come box.
1: In... Pardon? Say that again?
4: Yeah, it's in the front row seven, of the
1: press sorry. box towards the far end of the rink. And there's an older guy. And I'm talking like 75 oh. probably.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. Yes, I know who you're talking. The name is eluding me right off the top. He's been there forever.
1: Um, (laughs) That's why I'm asking. Well, yeah, I didn't know if he was an old retired NHL because it looks like the way you guys are talking, like you're going over strategy or something. What do you guys talk about over there in the corner of the press box every intermission?
4: He's been been there with us from day one. Um, So he's always interested in the team and my take upon it. He just talks about the game with me. Uh, what's happening in the game and, and the frustrations and talks about the players and I have to calm him down for the most part. He's very avid. So basically what I'm doing in the intermissions is just trying to trying to level him off. Just trying to say everything if it's a bad game. Even when it's going good sometimes he's like, ah gee, this has got to be a little bit better. That's gotta be a little bit better. So uh we're always talking a little bit of strategy and uh, uh going over the team but uh I have those interactions with some of those people that have been around the team up there in that press box for for so long have actually be, just become friends of mine. Um, that's why I sit there and right. discuss with those <laughs> people because it's just they're just like sitting down like with old friends and talking talking hockey and they have different viewpoints of mine. <laughs> so it's it's good. To yeah, well, that's back what I mean. Yeah,
1: they're I didn't want to pry. I'm far enough away that I can't hear what you're saying, but I'm looking at this animated discussion. I'm like, who is that old dude? Because they're having quite a <laughs> chat over there. Like every intermission, hey. Billy, we only got about 90 seconds since day one. Yeah, we only got about 90 seconds. So the Panthers, do you see them winning the President's Cup next year? Do you even want them to win the President's Cup? Because I feel like that's a bit of a jinx sometimes.
4: Yeah, uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Just get in the playoffs. You see what happens with Tampa Bay where they finished in the seeding last couple of years, and you saw how different they played in the playoffs. The way they played in the playoffs, you can't play 82 games like that. You, You wouldn't have anyone left. The, you depleted, they depleted everything in the playoffs so, to me and to, to be able to turn that switch. So this Panther team, I want them to have a good regular season, but I want them to find that extra gear that Tampa Bay had, that maybe Colorado had that Stanley cup champion has the the willingness to block shots, put everything on the line. That's a big part of why Chuck comes into this dressing room. It didn't happen with this team. Tampa Bay did it. Uh, I just saw it firsthand. And they ran up to a brick wall in Colorado. But you have to be able, even your best players, and that's why part of this Huberto trade happened, your best players have to be able to elevate to another level and put you on another stage if you want to capture that cup. So regular season, be good. When you get to the postseason, be exceptional. That's what that's what has to change.
1: Well, hopefully uh, losing out the last couple of years in the fashion they have will Teach him that lesson, and obviously he's not sitting well. Uh, Billy, always enjoy seeing you. I uh, really enjoying your work, and uh, we'll chat soon. Thanks for coming on today.
4: All right, Rod. Thanks. All the best, and yeah, we'll see how this shakes out down the road for both teams.
1: Absolutely. Florida Panthers radio analyst and NHL Network analyst Bill Lindsay. We'll be right back with a viewer takeover. Our next guest is in the house. Brendan Parker from Flames TV. He's just showing up, coming down the red carpet, down the walk. You're watching the RP show live from game from uh, great Eagle resort and casino, the stage bar. We're also live streaming on YouTube and 24 hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com.
2: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson show. Now.
1: We're going to jump into a sports update before we turn it over to the viewers. A jury is set to resume its deliberations today in the trial of Jake Vertanen. The former Vancouver Canucks forward has been accused of sexually assaulting a woman in a downtown Vancouver hotel room nearly five years ago. Vertanen told B.C. Supreme Court last week that he had consensual sex with the woman. The Toronto Blue Jays kick off a two-game series with the St. Louis Cardinals tonight at Rogers Center. The Blue Jays are coming off a three-game sweep of Boston at Fenway Park last week that lifted them into second place in the American League East. Starting pitcher Jose Barrios is scheduled to put his 7-4 and four record on the line for Toronto. The winner of the 2022 Voyagers Cup will be decided at BC Place tonight. The Vancouver Whitecaps welcome Toronto FC in the final of this year's Canadian Soccer Championship. CF Montreal beat Toronto in the 2021 final. While the 2020 final was contested earlier this year after postponements due to COVID-19, TFC defeated Hamilton's Forge FC on penalties. A sports update for Edo Japan from hand-rolled sushi to bento box meals made with their famous teriyaki sauce. Edo Japan's menu has something for everyone. So delving into the viewers here, Jason in Red Deer says, loved listening to Serena Rod. She's just like you. Speaks her mind and doesn't care what people think. Great addition. Thank you, Jason. And she'll be uh, covering the World Juniors. Uh, with us. Uh, John Kirby in Edmonton says, the Pope is coming to play Commonwealth Stadium today in front of a crowd of 65,000. This just in, the Elks lost by a converted touchdown.
2: Oh, no!
1: I like it. Do you have the drum beat for that one? The Pope played at Commonwealth and he beat the the Elks by seven. <laughs> John Kirby has brought his A game today. Uh, by the way, I'm very excited about our next hour's guest as well. Brendan Parker of Flames TV is with us. He can chat some CFL too if you want. He can play it any He's here. He can play it any way you want defensive, offensive, fire wagon. I don't know what's going on in the fight here between the uh, viewers and I don't want to... Jeff, the Stamps fans, really stirring it up. And uh, I'm not not here for it. They can argue about that. To the text line, (laughs) Sean in Vancouver, B.C. Rod, you're the Pope of sports talk. Have a good show. The only similarity I feel between the Pope and I is the Pope mobile that he needs to travel in. And does he still the plexiglass, bulletproof glass around the Pope, I felt, well, I know there were times where I needed the same thing. And I felt like calling up the Vatican and saying, you using that this weekend because I got to go to Swift Current. Or insert town that hated me. And I had a uh, supper one week ago tonight, time's flying, with a long time broadcaster, and a radio guy from here in Calgary, and he said to me, man, the turnaround that's happened between you and this town is nothing short of a miracle. And I'm like, right? I never needed a police escort into Calgary, but I needed one into Swift Current and out of Swift Current. Long story. I appreciate all those that have texted in with their World Juniors comment. You'll be entered into the draw Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute. You'll be entered into the draw for a pair of tickets. We'll be giving away two pairs on Friday, courtesy our friends at the World Junior Hockey Championship. Leonard Strandberg, he's a hockey man who splits his time between Melfort and Arizona. He says, when you're a fan of the Leafs, you always hope for the best. Is that a fact, Clark? Yeah. Yeah. You hope for it, but do you get it? That's the addendum. <laughs> Jason in Red Deer says, no, he wasn't in the Pope Mobile. He was driving in a tiny Fiat. You ought to see it. Um, and Ted in Red Deer, I think it's way overrated to say athletes want to go back home. Most times it's the cash. We'll get into that with Brendan Parker next hour. CFL, NHL. It's all ahead. Stick around, everybody, after this break on Game Plus TV.